Why does it feel good to receive an apology? When we have been wronged, when someone has harmed us, whether in some serious matter or even something small, it is reassuring and comforting to have that harm acknowledged. And even more comforting for the one responsible to admit that they have harmed us, express regret, and take responsibility for it. How exactly should we go about seeking an apology when we have been wronged? How do we get someone else to a state where they are willing to recognize their fault and take responsibility? It seems like a daily occurrence in our modern world, where an individual's fault is broadcast widely on social media and public platforms until that person is shamed into making an apology. In fact, sometimes the apology doesn't even seem like the goal. The shaming and humiliation of the person take over as the primary drive. In today's Gospel, our Lord Jesus Christ presents a model for redressing wrongs in the early Christian community. On a practical level, it is a reasonable formula for bringing someone face-to-face with their actions. First, you bring it up individually, between the two of you. If that does not convince them of the fault, you should bring one or two more with you, who can attest to the fault as well as be further witnesses. Finally, if they are still obstinate, it is possible that a more formal complaint before, in this case, the entire Christian community could be raised. Now, this basic model is a good starting point for our own efforts to get others to admit their faults against us, starting small with one-on-one conversations and only bringing others in as needed. But it cannot always be carried out exactly as Christ describes. For instance, when there is not the sort of relationship between you and the person who have wronged you, who, uh, so which allows for some sort of comfortable individual conversation. What is most important, though, in Christ's message about redressing wrongs is not so much the exact formal process, but the goal, the very reason that we should bring up any other's faults at all. The goal is not primarily to heal our own feelings, to feel better about ourselves, although that may be a nice side effect. And the goal is definitely not to take the other person down a peg. In fact, it is the exact opposite. When someone harms us, sins against us, they also harm themselves, succumbing to their own temptations and sinful habits. By bringing up someone else's faults, whether in private or even when other options are exhausted, in a more public forum, our goal should always be for the good of that person, for their healing and forgiveness. We should only ever bring up someone else's faults in a spirit of charity and desire for their good. Now, this is a high bar, a very difficult teaching. It mirrors the teaching to love our enemies, to bring those who have harmed us and put their good before our own. This is a very difficult thing to carry out in practice, particularly when we have been harmed in some grievous manner. Nevertheless, charity must always be our guide when we bring up the wrongs others have committed. When we drift into taking pleasure in the shame that others face, in private or in public, we ourselves are falling into sin. We ourselves might need someone else's help to lead us down that path to seek forgiveness and reconciliation.